Is there a dark place you go to? Is there a yeah, a, a, like a like let's fucking go? Place? Yeah, I think that's Anthony. <laughs> 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 And this is your call to adventure with Ant and Luke. Welcome back to the call to adventure podcast with your main men, Ant and Luke. We're not sure what that button does, but I'm sure we'll figure it out soon. Ant, we've had a pretty eventful week. We have. Just before that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah this episode we're recording at an epic space. Thank you so much to Pixel Boss for giving us the opportunity to record here. This is professional, but it's also it's making the creative juices run through yeah. the veins. It's yeah. pumping. Very excited. Massive shout out to Daniel Monge as well for setting this up for us. Big thank you. We're gonna do a lot of podcast episodes in this space moving mm. forward. So yeah. yeah. Big uh big love to the Pixel Boss team. Quick mention, how did you guys how did you guys meet? The beauty of social media. Mm. Yeah. I think uh I think I was in the the NFT space and then I was just like talking heaps on stories and then just, yeah, he just, he's gone through the whole personal development journey as well. Um, yeah. And then he invited me to this Australian Open Pixel Boss collaboration event. It was a networking event. Got to meet him in the flesh and then hit it off from there. Is he a part owner or? He, I think he's just on the, the team. Okay. He's on the team. Yeah. Cool. So there's the Ivan's a co-founder, but yeah, it's like startup vibes, but really good. They just did big things, yeah. They were part of partners partnered with Australian Open. Yeah, they partnered with Australian Open, helped them run their first metaverse community event. Mm. So yeah, really wow. cool. Really yeah, cool. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. Great place to be. I th- definitely feel like we're going to be running most, if not all, of our podcasts from this point forward. From we got here. some big guests coming up. As yeah, well. yeah. Uh, we won't mention names, but you know, like, let's just put it out there. We're not going to drop the name, but. Think Australian Open. Think big names. Just putting the intention out there. Anyway, we'll continue. <laughs> Nick Kyrgios. Uh, if you're listening, Nick Kyrgios. <laughs> if, ben, you're, if, if you're out there. Dan. If, if you're one of our loyal six listeners, we are Nick Kyrgios. We'll have you on here. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to... Let's get into it. Let's get to... Yeah, let's get into it. Ant, I want to start with you. Me and Ant both just ran our first in-person events on the weekend and... I'm just going to say I'm super proud of you for pushing through everything that we've been through to get to this point now where everything changes from here. Mm. What was the event like, man? Tell me about it. Tell me, I want to know what the event was like. I also want to know what your biggest takeaway was from the event and what this means for you going forward. Yeah. Yeah, spot on. Everything changes from here. And it's cool that we documented it a few episodes ago. Like we put it out there and we really owned how much this event was going to mean for us. So it's cool being able to finally sit here face to face, coming, overcoming all, the, all of the obstacles and, and the highs and the lows and being able to talk about it, which is so sick. But for me, the event was, I distilled into the word natural. Why natural? Because... I didn't feel the nerves as what I'd ex- expect going into any form of like public speaking, delivering a workshop and just presenting in front of people. Uh, because for context, that was my biggest fear as a growing up and as a teenager, just completely petrified. So it felt natural because I 
I didn't, yeah, I didn't feel nervous. I didn't feel nervous going into it. I would say maybe the night before, trying to get myself to to relax a bit before bed. I had a few nerves set set in there, but in terms of the way the workshop went, in terms of how it flowed, what topics came up, how the discussion went, and the reaction from the attendees, it was, yeah, it was just like, I just knew it, it felt right. It felt really natural. Uh, and um, it was really cool to, to receive that text in the morning from you because you worded it and you, you actually gave me a moment to really reflect a bit. And this was like probably the, and the hour before the workshop started and it was just along the lines of like, yeah, it was just like proud of you, but just think about like everything that you've been working on and doing and putting yourself into the uncomfortable environments and situations that's gotten you to this point. And then it also just ties back to my point of why it felt so natural because in this term of like time on the mat and conditioning yourself and callousing your mind to be ready for, you know, events like this, of course it felt natural. Mm. So that's, that's why I've summed it up mm. like that. I'm really glad that you bring up that point there uh, just because you have gone through so much and what a lot of people don't realise that if you were ever to put yourself in a position where you're guiding and coaching, people don't understand what it means to guide and coach individuals, right? Especially to step up in front of them and be on display oh, yeah. in front of everyone and all eyes are on you. You have to perform. You have to perform. And I don't want to shun or shame anyone in the coaching industry, but without the work, without the embodiment, without the systems that you've personally created yourself, mm. that there would have been so many nerves and so many more mistakes and fuck ups. Oh, yeah. and that is embodiment right there. Yeah. Yeah. So you make a good point. So now I say it felt natural because I was just speaking from the heart mm. as simple as that. Mm. And then I think that's, that's what the true term of embodiment is. Mm. And I want to get into to yours, but I think one thing I do want to touch on is that because yeah, and I speak a lot about expression, but that workshop to me was just a full form of expression to me. Mm. I opened it with a personal story that I, I, I shared in Adelaide on, on stage at Vin's workshop. I opened with that and then I got into, yeah, the content and why we we're learning about certain things. And I tied so many things from home. I tied a lot of elements from Darwin, growing up, my childhood, also the dark times and how this has sort of shaped the workshop and how it's gonna apply to the attendees. So I just noticed in this moment, I was, I've been picking so many things from the, the journey up to this point, especially all the adversity, all the dark times. And then I think that's why, and Goggins mentions this, you gotta sit in the dark place because that's where you learn all about yourself, go through the personal archives. But for me, and how this workshop came about is that I pulled from every dark place, every challenge all the adversities all the things that i thought were my weaknesses i pulled all the inspiration from that and then i was able to yeah put that in my workshop that's why it felt natural mm. that's why it just felt so real because it's just a total expression from the heart mm. uh and then one thing is also yeah i i think one point i want to make is especially in school we're told to actually we're not told to do this we're not told to go towards our strengths we're sort of just put in this generalized group 
this space and just to become a specialist at being a very general person. Mm -hmm. That's why we learn so many different topics. We're never told to play to our strengths. It's almost like we're deterred to do it. Like mm -hmm. do maths, even if you don't like it, do science, all that, all that stuff. It's fundamental stuff, but I would also say play to your strengths, but there's also a very important element of playing to your weaknesses mm. because everything I value in this moment and everything that I did on the weekend through the workshop, it's all a reflection of my weaknesses. Everything that I thought I was bad at, everything I thought that was weighing me down, I, f I completely flipped the script. And the workshop was, again, the full expression of that all on show. The public speaking, mm. the improv, mm. the humor, the storytelling, all of that. So I think, yes, play to your strengths, but man, there's so much gold and fortune waiting for you when you play into your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. To truly live is to experience all parts, the lows and every part. And once again, without truly living, aka truly experiencing, you wouldn't have those metaphors and that experience yeah. and that confidence to keep going. And that was a huge thing for us last year was to experience so much. When we backtrack to our adventures that we went on last year, we pushed ourselves. And then knowing how much you can stress your body it really just makes an event like that simple because <laughs> the levels of nervousness have been eliminated through having to jump into cold water for fucking yeah. 10 minutes, you know, after having been in cold water for fucking like half an hour that day and hiking up slow, snowy mountains in with no t-shirt on and your tits are fucking freezing. Yeah. And thanks to that, thanks to those experiences, thanks to the incredible pain, and the weaknesses that we experienced, it made that effortless. Yeah. 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 Bro, the all that the theme of last year was adventure. It's why this podcast is called Call to Adventure. We picked up the fucking call, but now it's set set us up so well for this year, going into this year. Yeah. Um yeah. 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 So for you, what was was there like a big uh, aha moment for you personally during the event? Yeah. Because being a what plane and being very in my head a lot of times, some would say perfectionist, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to <laughs> content and slides, content, design, <laughs> all of that. I just yeah. have a big eye for that. And it's just, it's just the big value of mine. I appreciate the design, visual storytelling aspects of things. The night before I pretty much crammed all my slides in terms of the design, the workbook was so last minute. I had to pump that up, uh, pump that out real, real quickly. Uh, but without, without uh, sacrificing the look and feel of it, like the branding, branding side of things. But having put so much energy into that and then doing the workshop, about halfway, or I'd say a third of the way through, I realized how dynamic workshops can actually be. Mm -hmm. And when I use the word dynamic, I mean it could go left and it can go right, it can go up, down, diagonal, all sorts of angles. And th that's where the event naturally uh, played into mm -hmm. And I, that's when I sort of allowed myself to divert and talk about different topics and to pull inspiration from a hunt. I use that as a story piece. And, and just by actively listening and observing the room, that's where they found a lot of interest and that piqued their, yeah, it's sort of sparked something in them to, to like have a discussion around that. Mm. So yeah, for me, there was just like this one realization of how beautiful the, 
dynamic nature of workshops can be, the in-person event can be. Mm. And you just get real-time feedback from the attendees. That's like all these little things I was looking out for. And I was like, this is why I want to run workshops. Mm. What does that teach you going forward? Does that stop you from planning more? I would say it wouldn't stop me from planning more. It just means I invest a lot more time into experiencing like going on the the adventures doing the the activities because again you just get so much reference experience and stories and and uh topics from that um so it's yeah i would still say have a structure in mind but allow the freedom to you know improvise a bit mm. to like talk about real life experiences yeah yeah so when's your next event March. I haven't set a date, but I'm thinking middle and March. Mm. So it's like, yeah, month, month in between. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that'd be two months actually. But yeah, I think I think I definitely want to run a virtual event because that was something that I had a, a lot of resistance to, like doing the whole webinar thing, doing a one-hour virtual workshop, and just the limiting belief of like, oh, it's not in person, people will check out. But again, how much confidence do you do you get just from running your your first full yeah. full day workshop yeah and yeah so i think i want to do some virtual workshops and then the next one will be in march did anything come up for you that you had no intention of coming up during the day yeah like certain topics around like family was a big one because there was uh there was like the one thing that we could relate with in the room is like growing up with ethnic parents so that came up um yeah there was a few tears as well but one thing was one thing was you know what i'll, I'll actually i'll share this at the end of the workshop when everything was all said and done and i was drained and i was actually mentally depleted because it was a full day but my heart was full. But then I allowed the the voice to creep in and to then go into that self-critical mode of, of like, okay, that's done now. Next one, how are you going to make that better? Mm. And then it's like, well, how, did, how can you improve this workshop? What did they get out of it? What didn't they get out of it? And then I started, I started allowing myself to not fully enjoy the experience that happened. And I started to be like, oh, did they get anything out of it? What did they get out of it? Should I have done more at this place and that place? And then just a quick reframe and being like, whoa, just fucking step back, take a breath, enjoy everything that's just happened and what you've been able to do and what you've been able to do for them. And then I just sat with that. Um, yeah. But then it was also like the whole like kick your feet up moment and just be like, oh, oh yeah. Sink into the couch. How good, how comfy was the couch? Yeah, up, man, yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> like you, that feeling of knowing that you've done the work and you've given it your all, that's, there's no more gratifying feeling than being able to kick your feet up after that. 100%. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so, how how is your event as a whole? Maybe start what what word would you use to describe it and then go into the reasons why. There's so much to take away from the event, which is nuts. Uh, I'm still having moments throughout this week where Today I got the photos. Ken sent me oh, all the yeah. photos. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a nice song on. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm getting emotional because it was just a, such a fulfilling 
so yeah, just the, the best day ever. Do you know what I mean? And you touched on the self-criticism and all that sort of shit that you do after, but when you think back to it, it felt like home to me. Mm. It felt like I was in a place where I've always meant to be. And I reflected to when I've ever felt like that in business and there was never like that, ever. There was never a time in business where I felt the way I did at the end of that day. Even though everything hadn't processed until still unraveling itself there was yeah like you said that moment when you sink into the couch at the end of the day and you're just like oh my god like this is the best i actually for the first time well not the first time but i just i didn't want to talk to anyone mm. i i couldn't have given a fuck if i had a partner like i just wanted to be in that moment by myself and just relax the the experience was incredible man mm. to talk about the day at hand <clears throat> Self-criticism, like you, you know, you're a perfectionist throughout the day. You're always thinking about how can I improve? And it's really interesting. There was no nerves once again. Mm. Same as you. We experienced everything last year. I'd done so much work to get where I was. There was one part that I hadn't really put too much effort into, which was like a little bit shaky, which was LOA, which is oh, Tom, yeah. Tom's system, right? Yeah. Still went fine. But it's funny, every other system on there was literally my system and that was just effortless because i put the work in to create that system right and i still want to use loa but this i'm going to change it all i'm 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 fucking i'm changing it all but the the day is i'm getting so sidetracked because i just like i love thinking about ahead right but yeah the day itself was so amazing to have three committed individuals and i think that was another reason why it made it so easy Mm. Yeah. Because the individuals that I'm attracting are the people that I want to work with. I'm not settling for less. Yep. Knowing that I had these three guys. I had a guy fly from Adelaide a week after he bought the ticket. Mm. He, I was like, hey, bro, you want to come up? He's like, I'm in. That is the level of commitment that I want at my events. Because if you have everyone there c- that committed, then everyone else gets more results. It felt throughout the process, I'm talking. The first half went a little bit quicker than I did. So I was like, okay, cool. Learning lesson here. Slow this down a bit. Slowed it down. We had some lunch. And then the second half took fucking way longer than I expected. And I was like, oh, cool. That obviously happened for a reason. Like you said, the events can go any which way. And I'm sure the first half for a different group would take way longer and the second half would be quicker. And that's the dynamic. It's fucking incredible. You don't know. So in a way, I'm super glad that I didn't plan yeah, I get that. I, get I didn't that. plan at all. I, yeah. you know, obviously planned with in regards to the slides and the books and having it in an order that I want. Yeah, and then realizing like, fuck, <laughs> if I planned this, it wouldn't have gone the way that it, it went. Yeah. So now knowing what I know, like maybe planning and shit, whatever. But yeah, having that first bit go really fast. I remember speaking to Kenny, the videographer. <laughs> I'm like. It's going pretty fast, man. He's like, just like, let everything sit. You know, let everything sit with the guys. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I remember we did, we were doing like belief systems and shit. And this, this was the moment for me. This was the moment when I go, holy fuck, like I'm a coach. It really landed for me in this moment. Standing up, all the three guys, they're filling out their notebook, writing out their unresourceful beliefs. And I'm looking at him, looking at him. These guys aren't getting it. They're not getting it. They're not tapping in 
We don't do surface level at these events. Yeah, yeah. We go deep. We don't want to. Oh yeah, you know, like oh, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit overweight. Uh, come on, man. Like that, that's not the belief that we're here for. And I was looking at him. Just doesn't feel right. I'm like, right. Everyone, get up. Push them to the chair. Everyone, just close your close your eyes. Take a couple deep breaths. And just sit with it. And this was off the cuff. All the, all the shit. I had no idea I was going to do this. I had no idea. Oh, where, yeah, I had yeah, no yeah, idea yeah, where this yeah. was coming from. And I go, are you feeling any pain in your body? <laughs> and everyone, go to each individual. They're like, yeah, feel pain here. Feel pain here. Feel pain here. I'm like, okay, feel that pain. <laughs> Take a couple more deep breaths. Like, is there more shit you need to write on that page? Everyone's like, yes. So I grab the journals. Everyone writes it. And then I realize in that moment that is such a way to dig deeper is to really look into that inner child and that unconscious is to just close your eyes and feel the way your body, your nervous system is reacting to all of these things. That was the moment for me where I'm like, fuck, I've done so much work to know that that was the right thing to do yep. at an unconscious level, yep. unconsciously confident to know that that was the right thing to do because I would have never have thought of that mm. planning ahead. I'm like, I would have never have thought that process was going to, and that might not happen at another event. Everyone might get it and tap in quicker. Mm. That was the big piece for me. Yeah. And then taking him through the breath work and then. You did ice baths as well. As, uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember taking him through the breath work and, and then speaking to him about the release that that's created. And then all the resort, like, the resourceful beliefs I had after it was just incredible to see that switch and to see, you know, one of the guys open his eyes and, be able to realize that you can believe good things about yourself. Mm. Just simple little things like that, simple little tweaks, you are worthy, you know. That was pretty cool. And then because that w all happened so quickly, we did the ice baths and then everyone sort of cooled down and shit. And then I was like, jump straight back into it. And then that's when I was, I had them writing down things, which I won't go into on here. But that was sort of a moment when I go, fuck, like I'm not letting this process. Like that was a big piece just then. Mm. So that's when I went to Kenny. I'm like, is this going quick? He's like, just... <laughs> and they were like, yeah, oh, yeah. guys, grabbed him. We went and sat down at the couch. And then it was just one of those conscious chats where everyone was just like, yeah, oh, this and this and this. And like, what a beautiful, surreal moment to mm. sit through that and listen to other people talk. Yep. I feel like when you're running an event like this as, as the leader, as the coach, and everyone's looking at you, you feel like you have to talk. You have to be the one consistently giving things. And then that was a good lesson for me within it to just be like chill mm -hmm. allow things to happen mm. it's a it's an interesting balance especially with a one-day event because you're like fuck i've also got to provide a fuckload of value in here as well so i don't want them to just sit there and be writing shit all day mm. like i need to be teaching them things and providing value so but yeah definitely finding that balance and yeah, it's just fucking epic man big big thing i learned from hearing your experience is just how much you're learning from the workshop and from your attendees in real time like there were so many diversions and so many uh like u-turns that you took but it was all that intuitive feeling that again that that to me is what wisdom means when you don't have to refer to a workbook or to slides or to a piece of text when you can drop into your body and be like mm. no i've got the trust mm. and i know this is the right way to take this workshop and then you just mm. go with it mm. and you just fully send it that direction yeah i think that to me that's wisdom yeah that's that's the embodiment piece. Mm. So that's huge evidence. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Was there a 
speaking of of these moments was it that moment when you uh when you took them and you you took them out of the the content and you were like okay this is what they need was that the moment for you where you dropped in and surrendered to the workshop instead of following some form of structure was that your the first moment where you sort of yeah was were dynamic in that sense i want to say yeah i feel like it definitely was the moment that i fully dropped in but also even when i started i was just like i know all this shit mm. obviously we have the slides and they're great reminders and they're prompts for us to keep the things going and just to spark the, the memory mm. but the, the start of it i was just like yep yeah, just grounded, calm, talking. Didn't feel like I was in my head whatsoever. I don't know if that's more challenging for you. It might be, might not be. But for me, it was just like, yeah, like, let's go. Let's fucking go. Like, I'm here. Like, I'm I'm good. Let's go. Um, I, I'm, tr- I'm honestly trying to think of a moment throughout that entire experience where I was like, I'm not meant to be here. And I don't think there was. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Not once. Not once was I like, am I imposter syndrome? Mm. Uh, should I be up here? Do these guys, are these guys getting anything? Like, yeah, there might've been like a slight moment where I thought that, but then I'm like, snap out of it, bro. <laughs> but I think it's just because we're both at a stage where we just have this undeniable stack of evidence mm. that we've just accumulated over the last 12, 18 months. Yeah. Where there's just like, logically it doesn't make sense and we just can't justify that mm. we shouldn't be in that yeah because we've like earned it yeah yeah yeah. I, yeah yeah we have so much evidence so much evidence man and without it without the work we did last year and I, I keep saying this to myself i wasn't ready until saturday i wasn't ready for clients to come in and me be able to run that event until saturday mm. i wasn't ready simple as that so thank you universe for the challenges that you provided me and the lessons that i needed to learn before i got to that point because yeah. i don't want to get up there be like Hey, hey, guys, how you going? You know, like I want to be out there. Like, no, nah, like you guys are looking up to me. I'm here to provide value. I'm here to provide confidence so that you can gain confidence within yourself, you know? It was just, uh, yeah, a big reaffirming of let's go. Yeah, a bi- another big reaffirming statement that I drew energy from was just this thing around they've signed up to hear you like they've signed up to be in the space with you to surround themselves with individuals like you Mm. to yes guide them but to also show them the evidence that you know where they're expiring to and you know who eventually they want to be or what something they might want to do in the future Mm. so i think that's yeah that was a really cool reminder for Mm. myself during the workshop Mm. like oh they're actually here for me Mm. not the content not the activities it's fully trusting Mm. like I asked them before the workshop, like, what are your expectations? What, what, what's the biggest thing you're trying to get out of this workshop? And they're like, the honest answer is like this answer, but it's also like I'm ready for whatever you are going to provide to mm. us. And I'm like, cool, got it. Mm. Yeah. I love that and I love the way that you said it. Me. They're here for you. They're not here for all the work that you've done. Mm. Yes, Without it, you wouldn't be where you are, but your personality, yeah, your challenges that you faced, yeah. your adversity that you've overcome, that's what they're there for. You're, you know, like all the impromptu shit you've been doing, the comedy stuff, yeah. that plays such a pivotal role. You know, we will never attract the same clients yeah. because we're completely different individuals. Yeah. This mm. is what it means to be 
living and building from the inside out. Yeah. That's why it's such a beautiful yeah. place to be in. Mm. Yeah. And here's another here's another thing I took away from this is that man, slides don't actually matter. Mm. Because I I was at the at yesterday's conference, I was hearing <laughs> Donati talk. I was hearing Donati talk, but I was also again at the back of my mind now are like our subconscious is constantly looking at other people's way of delivering workshops and speeches and content. So I was also just looking at his delivery, but also thinking about the slides and just like how little they mattered because they're just there for maybe like a glance and it's just meant to tie in with the, with the subject matter. But yeah, that just gave me permission to be like, again, it's the word, not the words in the slides that you use, but how are you making them feel in that moment? Mm. And that's the beauty of storytelling, taking them on that. But at the same time, I, I personally feel the level that you would go to to create slides is always going to be more, quote unquote, advanced, yeah. right? Not that that bothers me, but your definition of what a slide should look like is always going to be more creative than mine. And I'm, I, I'll happily admit that. Like, that's just not who I am, right? Like, I'd rather pay someone to fucking do that. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, you say that, but I personally don't think if you ran that event and your slides weren't up to scratch the way that you wanted to. That's not me. Yeah. That's why, and that's why I would still, I would e- still maintain a, a certain standard. Yeah, even if they're shit, like they don't mean shit for you, it has to be, yeah. right, it has to be. Yeah. yeah. The bit, uh, and another realisation is, again, having the contrast of the business conference we went to yesterday and hearing Goggin speak, and just a week out after we've uh, delivered our first event, having that as a contrast and another reference point to draw inspiration from, but also show us, the i guess the the do's but also mainly the don'ts yeah like in terms of what feels right what space what feeling we want to create in our workshops yeah and that's the big realization for me is just the alignment between the people who are in your workshop whether it's three people whether it's 50 or three thousand people mm. there needs to be like a level of buy-in mm. before mm. they even step in the workshop yeah well there was three thousand people there to see goggin mm. <laughs> Not many people even knew who the speaker was, the guy that was running it. Yeah. and But also the the nurturing and the buying process for the guys that attended our workshops started probably like eight, six, eight months out. Yeah. So we've, we've, only, we've just been like showing up to these guys, providing them value and like guiding them to, to this place of where they're ready to invest and commit to themselves. So I feel like that to me is a big, reason why i think the workshops that we ran went the way they did well could you imagine some random guy came no you can't i if they if even if they paid me you know quadruple the the price if we had no relationship established at all i don't think i would do it mm. no yeah so you wouldn't yeah it's just like, like we both said we both had to say no to certain people yeah yeah, we had to pull them up. We're like, look, it's just not right. And that's holding that level of standard makes it effortless yeah. even more. And the, the trust I had the last few weeks going into the event, just knowing that, okay, anyone who's signed up or who hasn't signed up, anyone who is in that workshop, in that space on the day, they're meant to be there. Yeah. And the people that aren't are equally not meant to be there. Mm. And that gave me just so much like trust and be like, oh, no, this is going ahead. Yeah. Yeah, hundred. I th- I was thinking that as well. I'm like the three guys that are in this in this room right now, they're perfect for each other. Mm. 
every single one of them was just so aligned with who was meant to be in that room. And I would be curious the more that, that grows if it would change, but I can't see it changing. Mm. The, the people that I'm inviting to these events and listen to that word inviting. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just you pay, you come. I, I'm talking to a guy now in the DMs. He's like, oh, like what's your number? We'll have a call. I was like, yeah, like let's book in a call and have a chat. Just message me on Insta. And like, I haven't, like I haven't spoken to him at all. He's like, yeah, I'm keen. I'm like, what do you want to have a chat about? He's like, oh, like I'm, I'm keen for your next event. It's like, cool. Like, let's have a call first. Like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Yeah. You can't just drop, you know, X amount of dollars and then come. I don't know who you are. You get, like, I don't know if I want you at my event. Yeah. And having that level of authority and respect within myself and integrity within myself, it allows the people there to get the most out of me as well. Yeah. Because if I've got a, if I've got a bad apple, in a bowl of apples at my event, he's going to fucking linger, and he's going to ruin the rest of the apples, and it's going to ruin my event. Mm. And even if it doesn't, it might not affect them. It's going to affect me because I know that it's affecting them yeah. at an unconscious level. Yeah. So yeah. You want to come to one of my events or one of Ant's events? You best fucking show up the best way. Yeah, I think the energy that we were bringing into the people that we were inviting into the events was, I'm gonna need a lot more than a might be, mm. or yeah, I'm interested. Mm. Like we were really raising our level of, of expectation on who we were attracting. Yeah, based on the expectation that we had of, our, of yeah. ourselves. It yeah. starts from the top. It yeah. starts from us. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. No neediness here. No simps. No. <laughs> But yeah, for you, having that contrast of yesterday's conference. Do you want me to go into it? What <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, if you have something yeah, that... I'll ask, the que- ask the question. Ask the, question. The, the question was, what was your... What did you draw from yesterday's event that you sort of related to yours event, your event in terms of, okay, this is something I definitely want to expand on versus... 333, angel numbers. Fuck, you've been on the angel numbers. They're everywhere, yeah. yeah bro, they've taken over your <laughs> They've taken over, now. I've seen them everywhere. Yeah, I, I actually took a lot out of that and there's definitely are some do's because for me, there's a part of the storytelling that I really want to improve and I think that's going to be a big piece for me this year, especially listening to uh, Les Brown on the way over and the way he fucking speaks and literally for an hour and a half, I'm just like, oh, mind-blowing moments like, bop, 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 going off, you know? So... Hearing that, hearing the way some of the guys spoke at the event was really incredible. Hearing the way that they strategize things and all that sort of shit, which is really epic. So I took that away and realized that I want to incorporate more stories into my event, more metaphors and, and make it easier for clients to understand the methods that I'm teaching. Yep. Also, learned very quickly, like you just spoke about what I don't want to fucking do. Yep. And that is sell to cold leads sell to people that have no idea who the fuck I am. That doesn't mean I'm not going to start a conversation with a cold lead. Mm. That doesn't mean I'm going to nurture randoms, right? Like I want to start conversations with people, get to know you and see if you actually need my help. You might not fucking need my help Mm. because there is that part, like you do need to put yourself out there and that might be a little bit uncomfortable, but at the same time, it's like, well, no, like this is what I'm doing. I'm not going to, I'm just not going to be like, hey bro, like those messages you get in, Oh my God, yeah. messages you get in the DMs like, hey bro, like this and this and this and this. It's like, brah, fuck off. <laughs> I think the difference is you're not asking them to sleep with you no. literally in the opening yeah, yeah. minute of meeting them. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just, yeah, it's like the relationship metaphor, isn't it? Like you, you don't marry a girl on the first date, you take her out, well, some guys do, fuck, 
<laughs> but you take her out, you get to know her, you need to know, like, fuck, is this the right fit for me? You're qualifying. You're qualifying. You have to qualify. Got to qualify. Got to qualify. If not, you don't have a standard that, yeah. that you're trying to Yeah, abso- absolutely, yeah. So, but yeah, the, the public's, and the one big takeaway for me yesterday, regardless of even my event, I want to I wanted do a TED Talk. Big time. I'm so keen. Like I, I've always said this. I've seen my, uh, in my visualizations. Yeah, I've seen it. myself on a stage performing to a crowd of thousands. Don't know what that is yet. Might be a TED talk. But I'm also hearing all these massive public speakers and the opportunities that it brings from placing yourself in a TED talk. If I put myself on a TED talk, I'm gonna fucking deliver. Yeah. I'm gonna be one of the best in the fucking room. That's the level that I'm upholding. Just yeah. like how I run my events, I'm the best. So when I run that, it's going to create opportunities for me. And I think that's fucking amazing. Don't see myself running TED Talks every five minutes, but who knows? Who knows where that will take me? Because I still want to do the intimate stuff. I'm never going to take away from creating actual change with small groups. That's where where it's at. Yep. But fuck, if someone's going to offer me a million to speak for an hour, then <laughs> yeah. as long as it's not at, at an event like that yeah. where you've got people pitching you before, fuck no, I'll never do that. I'd rather run my own event where we just have speakers. Bear in mind, like me and Luke were like talking some smack at the event at some of the pitches, but also at the end of the day, if someone invited us and offered the opportunity for us to speak and share our message on stage, we would absolutely take it in a heartbeat. Yeah. But not but at an event like that. No, but would we pitch for two hours and sell to cold, like people who are cold and don't know us no. and not even no. bought into us? No. Absolutely not. No. Cause you end up like me, fucking fast asleep. Yeah, this guy fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. Luke, um, there was a few times Luke turns to me, "Hey man, I can, hey, I can out perform these motherfuckers on stage. Yeah. And I, oh, I need a, speaker. <laughs> I need a, speaker. I need a speaker on stage and shit." It's crazy to think that that is the most motivation I've gotten out of something. Just seeing what I don't want. Mm, yeah, I've never been more motivated by seeing what I don't want. Mm. I'm ready. Like I said, I can outperform those motherfuckers. No doubt. You give me six to 12 months and I could be on stage performing 10 times better than that. Mm. There's, there's one guy that, I, I mean, Les Brown and shit, probably not. Like, let's, <laughs> that guy's a master. And also our mentor, Vin. That's, that was another thing that I said. Shout out to you, Vin. Uh, the way he speaks on stage is just another level. It's so different. We spoke about that, just yeah. like the caliber of speaking that Vin does yeah. in terms of stage presence, all of that storytelling, engagement. Yeah. Blows, I would say like ninety percent of the speakers that are out there. Yeah, out of the world. he would be top one percent. I hundred percent agree. Yeah. I could, I can't see, like I could see him being potentially top ten, top twenty in the world. Yeah, I think it's an absolute crazy honor to to say that we've worked with a caliber of individual speaker communicator like Vin, and to be able to witness and get exposed to, you know, some of the like country's best speakers and compare that to Vin blows my mind. Yeah. I, the one thing that stands out f- for me, for him, is authenticity. Off of Vin? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what he has. He has that authenticity. He well, doesn't. He talk, keep talking about it, because I'm going to take a snippet of this. <laughs> he doesn't, yeah, he, <laughs> he doesn't, he, he never comes across as salesy. I've never felt in one, at one moment, he's about to sell me. Yeah. Ever. I really want to ask him, when he first started out, did he ever get tempted or fall into the trap of going down the, the sales Sales pitch route. Yeah. I always want... I, yeah. I, 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 reckon, I reckon he like he does talk about... You know, he, he likes materialistic things. He, he he's does very well for himself. I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure, but maybe not. Like, the way that his story is, the magician into the public speaker and then incorporating all of it together to create 
people standing ovations at the end of it with no pitch. There's no fucking pitch. Yeah, man. So I don't... And then that's... That is a lesson within itself right there. Mm. If you provide an hour of value on that stage, you don't need to pitch. Yeah. People will watch you be so amazed and admire you that they will be bought in. Yeah. And that's how you build connection. You don't build connection like, yeah, you know, like you'll achieve this and this and this by working with me. And it's like, da, 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 da. cool, bro. Fucking sick. Like, I didn't even know I was going to be listening to this today. But if, if those guys came out like providing fuck ton of value for ads and then just didn't even pitch me, I would like, I, I was half intrigued as it was, but yeah. I was like, if, if he didn't pitch me, I, who knows? Yeah. Who knows what would happen, man? Yeah, that's, well, that's my reaction is, well, now I'm bringing up their name on Facebook, Instagram, Google. Now I'm actually doing my own research in my own time to find out more about this guy because now I'm intrigued and I want to get closer yeah. to this guy. Yeah. And then it gets to that point of like, okay, how can I actually work with you? And then how attractive is that for the client? Mm. They are the ones that have come to you. Yeah. People demanding and craving yeah. to work with you. Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll get there. Mm. Which we, you know, we're actually starting to happen already, mm. which is fucking very exciting. Yeah. So I, th- I think that's why it was really cool to, yeah, I, I've got, I've got, I've got differing opinions to those type of events these days, but I think that's why I sort of allowed all that experience to happen. And I wanted to stay there for the full day, even though it was painful. Mm. It was painful, but it was to be like, there is this other way of doing things. Mm. There's still a lot that you can learn, but there's also a lot that you can contrast. Mm. Yeah. So that was really cool. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that it would be like that. That was my first event ever like that. Yeah. I actually think I'd go to another one just yeah. to realize how much I fucking hate it. <laughs> As Goggins say, he's like, get to that dark place, man. Yeah. Stay hard, you know? Like, Pain is pain is a big motivator. Yeah, That's yeah. why, like, although there was parts in there that was painful, it motivated the fuck out yeah, of me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to I touch on not the event, but what it's created for me and seeing what it means to be truly connected to your purpose and the difference between chasing a financial dream because when you're connected to something so much deeper, there's so much more fulfillment and love and connection out of it instead of this paper chase where you're just constantly trying to sell people. Mm. And then that chase never ends. That chase never ends. Seeing the difference between someone trying to pitch me fucking ads <laughs> and someone at, like just hearing Goggins do a Q&A at the end when it was real oh, fucking man. shit. There was only one moment one moment in one of the speeches that I really connected to and it was when he fucking talked about his dad. The story. It's missing the piece. It's missing the connection. Every speaker there fueled by ego except for Goggins, Mm. I would say. How did you know? Like, how did you know? How do you not know? (laughs) How do you... It's the like oh you've got this time to sign up <laughs> the quick sells you know you're running out of time it was like five slides where it was just stickers of awards yeah. just stacked onto each other yeah. i was like what the f- this yeah. is an eyesore yeah. man. what am i yeah. looking at here and like i don't want to like talk shit about the individuals like, like 95 percent of the population is like that there's something so much more when, when you can earn a fuckload of money through it a way of not chasing it like that is the way that like that is the way of life for me i think it just shows how we're not their ideal customer. No, no. I think that it just shows. It yeah. also just shows the level of how we want to operate and run yeah. business and relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, that just highlighted that. And that's the challenge. 
for us, that's the challenge for our vision and our mission is we are the minority. We're the 0.1% in the world that are conscious and trying to do things from a heart and soul place instead of an ego field place. Game. It's a long fucking game. This, this game ain't going to be over when we're dead. It's, it's got a long way to go. But like Gogan said, there needs to be the Oprahs that are hugging everyone, but there also needs to be the Goggins. The Goggins, yeah. 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 Question for you, just on that topic. What is your alter ego? Alter ego. Yeah. I want to create an alter ego. Oh, that, like, what's that dog? Yeah, yeah, that dog. (laughs) Well, Ant is my my current, it's not even an alter ego now. I've sort of embodied who Ant was, but... Uh, is there a dark place you go to? Is there a yeah, a, a, like a like let's fucking go? Place? Yeah, I think that's Anthony. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell! But yeah, that's the that's the dark. I wish you guys fucking saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so when Goggins talks about that dark place, and Goggins is his moniker for for that that dark place, mine's Anthony. Yeah, sorry, Anthony. How about yours? I, I don't think I have one right now. Like I, I know, like I, I, know I don't have, have an idea. I right. haven't put an identity to it. Yeah, you haven't I put haven't, an identity. I haven't put an identity. I've seen it come out. Yeah, yeah. Where do you see it come out? Well, definitely when we're doing the uh, any form of like working out. Yeah. Like for example, when I saw you do, I think it was a hundred push-ups. Was it a hundred push-ups yeah. or fifty? Fifty. It was some, yeah, it was fifty. And I, s- you were in a dark place, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a fucking damn motherfucker. Just to just to that was a track dark, that was that, a dark that, place. to track back to that moment. I haven't worked out in like four or five months. This was at the end of a summer. This was at the end of everything going wrong in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and emotionally, we, you were wrecked. We were playing this fucking spoons game, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to lose. And the 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 loss was fifty push ups, and I got about fifteen push ups in, and I was cooked. And I was fucking cooked. And I remember being in that mode. Like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. And there, But there was, at the same time, the accountability was there. And there was no way I was stepping yep. I was doing one push-up at a time. Yeah. You had all eyes on you, man. I had all fucking eyes on me. And I remember going to that place. And I'm like, I just got to go. I don't want to do this. I just There's no backing out now. Like, there's no escape. Mm. There's no sympathy here. There's no empathy. This is a dark place. Yeah. And I remember getting that 50. I had to go outside and cry. Yeah. Was, that was a dark place. There is, yeah, and then there's even moments when you're in that dark place and for me, like, I get angry. Mm. And I'm like, it's not as bad anymore, but I remember this place, like, when I was in that dark, dark place, like, head by the walls and shit. Like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Outbursts of, like, a physical punch that I need to release. Mm. And I think without those dark places, I wouldn't be as grounded as I am now. So, yeah. yeah. It's, almost, it's almost like a... It's just uncontrollable white flame. But once you start to harness it and sort of come to terms with it and build a relationship with that dark place, you can channel it. You bend it. You channel Channel it. it. Yeah. 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 I want to, uh, I want to quickly talk on just as we've been talking about the the speakers and and what it means to have a personal, in a way, a personal brand, like selling yourself and authenticity. (laughs) Goggins walked out. And every single motherfucker in that room got off their seat. Talk about leaving a legacy. Talk about creating raving fans that are connected to you just by providing value. This guy sells nothing. nothing. He does two podcasts to promote his book. He doesn't yeah. sell anything to you. Yeah. And I watched some fucking nuffies in there going nuts. There was some crazy motherfuckers in there. 
But that is the legacy that you can create. I I, I was actually, I think I said it to, to Ryan next to me. I don't think I know anyone that will create a legacy as big as Gobbins. Like all time. You reckon he's... I, 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 just, I just think... Because like, you think Tony Robbins, like how long will his legacy last? You know what I mean? Mm. It's not that like I can see that lasting forever. I see someone like David Goggins who has, <laughs> he is one of a kind, one of a kind. And I'm like, that guy will be in the books forever as the baddest motherfucker. Mm. Well, he's become an adjective for doing tough things. Like he is like he's in the dictionary. Yeah, yeah, he's in the fucking dictionary. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah, I just want to touch on that. You don't need to sell yourself. You don't need to sell your soul to be be someone. You just need to be the most authentic version of yourself. But keep showing up. Yeah, keep showing up on repeat, on repeat, on repeat till enough people see you, and then you can start connecting to your fans at a deeper level, and then you build that brand. Yeah, you build that fucking brand. You don't need to get people to an event to promote your business mm. you show up you don't need that many fucking fans yeah yeah just wanted to touch on that oh i want to expand on this because like i i have i hold such a high value and importance of branding and personal branding because what showed from that event is a brand and having a personal brand it's not and as much as it you know it hurts to say this it's not the visual it's not the, not the design it's not the fonts it's not the logos. It's literally how you make a certain s- group of people feel as soon as you walk in the room. Mm. That feeling that Goggins emitted throughout the entire order. 3,000 people without opening Tingles, his mouth, shivers. Without saying anything. He just walked out and he's like, this fucking Everyone stood up. It was, it was inspiring as fuck. Yeah. But it's all through, again, stacking an undeniable set of proof and evidence that he can do uncomfortable things relentlessly. And then he he is being the symbol of that and now people are symbolizing and immortalizing him as that as that moniker, as that mm-hmm. symbol. Anyone so the whole point of that is like we can all do that. Mm-hmm. But it's through sitting in the dark place, coming to terms with that, alchemizing that, and then being able to just share that. Like share that. Yeah. That is your personal brand. Yeah. yeah. And that's the that's the shit that connects the most. But it's also lucidity, you know, you talk, you hear about Goggins talk about his book how he got the 300,000 offer and he's like no yeah fuck no yeah and what was his oh what was the justification i worked way too fucking hard for that yeah he believed in himself yeah you're gonna you're gonna put a fucking price tag minuscule as 200,000 300,000 yep. based on all the shit that i ate from childhood or the pain or the fucking mm-hmm. ultra marathons all that stuff yeah. hell no yeah you think we're gonna let shitty ass fucking clients into our events yeah, no, exactly. Not for a bit of exactly. money. No fucking way. Exactly. Not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Let's keep it wrong for... We've got, we got 10 more minutes. we got 10 more minutes. Yeah. Is there anything you want to touch on? Yeah, I... Talking about how we can make uh, like content workshops, how we can be better communicators and delivering content. And analogies and metaphors are something that you're going to dive into a lot more. One of the analogies that I um that landed for me is the the Usain Bolt Olympic race standings. Mm. How mm. the thing that separa- separates us, 
millimeters, milliseconds, right? And that to me is something that landed because it's it's culturally relevant and it's it plays in so well with sport and life as a as a metaphor and how they're so similar. But I just think about those moments where let's say I did decide to wake up at 5 a.m. instead of waking up at 9 a.m. And it's those like micro decisions. It's you picking up the pen and just like writing in your journal and then figuring out, oh, this is actually some shit that I need to, to bring up. Mm. So those moments where you do decide to sit in the dark place for a bit, but also process it and then being able to call Luke and being like, fuck Luke, this, yeah, I'm feeling this. I just need to get it out there. You did that today. Yeah. It's those micro commitments to yourself and those micro decisions is what separates from you being in front delivering a workshop versus being in being in the crowd mm. of, of three thousand yeah. people. To be a consumer or to be the creator, that's your choice at the end of the day. Uh, I think that's a great metaphor as well. I said it to you earlier, it's the little things that are the most important. It's the, the journaling, it's the meditating, it's it's doing the things consistently over time that it'll never it'll never fail. Yeah. It'll never be the minority just the fact that you know, I look back to showing up on co- on socials for the last 90, 120 days, however many days it's been, mm. almost in a row. Mm. If I hadn't have done that, I wouldn't be who I am. Yeah. Without that consistent fucking effort. Mm. I did not want to do it, like, half of that time. But I did it. Yeah. I did it. There's a message to get out. And now that I, like, it, it's, you know, it's taken longer than three months, four months, but that consistency, when nobody else was doing it, that's the millimetre. That's the millimetre. All the people that we've done work with, not to, like I'm not throwing shade at them, but, like, but you notice well, we were like that. We were like that where it was, at the start of last year, I was like, yeah, I do like a, a month of content and then mm. I disappear for a month. It's not, it's not consistent enough. Yeah. You don't just get to show up one day and then not show up the next. Mm. You don't get to. And that's, that's the big piece. It's yep. that, that millimetre. Oh, fuck. Did you post today? No, you didn't. Oh, that client didn't see that real. He's not your client anymore. Mm. Yeah. That that to me is just like, okay, are you are you honestly be really honest with yourself, are you walking this race right now? Mm. Or like have you just stopped? Have you tried to take another step? Mm. And to reference Goggins again, in his lowest points, when he's on a fucking grueling ultra marathon and he's got he's got fractures in his legs and all that, he will ask himself the question. In this moment, right now, can I take one step? And usually the answer is always yes, mm. nine times out of ten. Yeah. And he'll take that step. And now he's... Well, it's ten times here. out of ten. Let's be real. You it can is. always take that one more step. And it is. I, I, unless it. you're dead, unless I'll give you that. Unless you're dead, yeah. Well, even Goggins dead probably take another step. Probably. 100%. 100%. He would probably roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a similar... Metaphor. I don't know if it's... No, it's not human. There's a... It's like the big buff motivational speaker, white guy, slick back hair, big jack dude. He's always on podcasts. Oh, you know who I'm talking about? I probably will know, but anyway, anyway, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, real square face. Tony Robbins? No, 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 no. Like he's big dude. Like he reminds me of Hooverman, but he's not. He's like a real big jack dude. And he talks about mindset. Yeah, he talks. Anyway, he. He w- he was on a podcast and he talks about his dad having um he used to have Bradley Martin is that who it is is he a bodybuilder yeah he's huge but That's he's always funny. on podcasts I I don't know his name I don't know his name anyway yeah he talks about how his dad used to have an alcohol addiction he's like dad are you ever gonna drink again he's like 
I don't know some, but I'm going to give it one more day. One more fucking day. And then tomorrow, give it another day. I can't ever make a promise that I'm never going to drink again, but I'm going to give it one more fucking day. Mm. It's the same in life. Yeah. You're going to go to the gym? Yeah, I'm going to go today. I'm going to give it one more day. You're going to show up tomorrow? I'm just going to give it one, yeah. one more day. Take that small step. Make sure you can, a- you can achieve one more day and then see how you feel tomorrow. Because yeah. tomorrow you can feel completely different. But then when you wake up tomorrow, you're like, fuck, I gave it that one more day. Yeah. I'm going to give it one more day. Give it one more day. Yeah, that, I think that's really cool to shrink it all down to just like, again, milliseconds, millimeters of just creep your toe that much forward and then just allow momentum to take its place. Just give the space for momentum to, yeah. to come. We are so much more capable than what we think. But at the same time, you know, you know deep down if you have been giving the effort the last three months for you to take that day off. Yeah. Don't bullshit yourself. Don't come up with shitty excuses like, no, I'm tired. You know, deep down, you know, don't give yourself the bullshit excuse. You either worked hard the last 20 days and you deserve a day off or you haven't. Mm. Yeah. I think that's, uh, I think really, seriously, Goggins has actually just given myself permission to just play a much bigger game. That's, yeah, I'm glad you said that. Talk more about that because you mentioned that a few times. When you went into that event, what did that mean for you? What, did, what was one of the first things that came up for you? Because I, in my mind, I picked up a huge magnifying glass and just sh- shun it on all the areas that I was telling myself that I was working hard in and I was doing well in. But then it just made me, again, acknowledge it, but also be like, bro, keep going, but you can do so much more. Yeah. And I and I think, to me, it's just not allowing complacency to creep in. Mm. Because as soon as you get complacent, that's when you start to slow down. Mm. And when you slow down, other people are moving at a much faster rate than you. What was your thought process after the event? Because when I finished that, I was like, let's run another one. Oh, like run an event? Yeah, straight off. I'm like, I'm, I, I was instantly thinking... Fuck, I can do Adelaide, I can do Gold Coast, I can yeah, do Sydney. Yeah. What was your thought process like? Because you, you say complacency. Yeah. Were you like, okay, cool, I can kick my feet up now? No. So that's that's where I go into, like, I want to expose myself to the virtual events because that actually gives me some discomfort. Yeah. Because in terms of retaining attention on a virtual format, it's way more difficult mm. doing an in-person because yeah. they have nowhere to go. you got to work that hour out. Bro. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So that also... Again, really forces me to be like, okay, how can I make this story even more engaging? Mm. How can I, you know, take more forms of inspiration? So I think that's why I've gravitated towards that. Uh, because also, uh, storytelling to me is literally you're taking, you're trying to take someone's hand and walk them down a journey. Mm. But if, you, again, if you're they not don't connected tr- to them, if they're not connected to you and they don't trust you, they're gonna let go of you, yeah. and that's gonna be a fucking awkward experience. Mm. That's like being on a date with a girl that doesn't want to be there. And vice versa. Yeah. It's a w- it's an awkward feeling. I don't know what that feels like. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Ashley, if you're out there, call me. <laughs> so, and you're gonna run a virtual masterclass, and then what? Yeah. So, uh, so Feb. So <laughs> I reckon in two weeks I run the first one. Yep. So I'm gonna I'll plan it. I'll start planning it out. Start putting the word out there. Uh, yeah. Oh, and then you're going to run your next workshop. I thought you were going to run a workshop this month. 
So that's why I was looking at February. But yours no, is going to no, be. No. I need to. I need to build up uh, supply. Yeah. And uh, bubble and burst. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. But I've got promo vid coming soon. Yeah. Reels coming, so I want to post reels like all the next week. Launch the on the 9th of Feb. I'll launch um, the date. Yep. And then. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a big uh, month and a half for promo videos. Ooh, for yeah. You. yeah, yeah, yeah. Content promo. I'm keen to. I'm keen to see that angle into your workshops mm. to see you in that i'm keen to see what kenny creates yeah yeah so so creative freedom it's on kenny he gets to pick yeah 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 i, I, I trust him yeah I, I want the footage so i can review as well but yep. yeah that's the cool thing it's just we've just added a whole bunch of things to to look at oh yeah we've documented like crazy oh, this yeah. last and the crazy week. thing is like i i I, were, I was like last night i was driving home from the event and i'm like this like i want to change this 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 this, this. i'm like oh yeah. sick it's like that photo with like vince mcmahon he's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> i think uh for two weeks going into my workshop i could not stop saying hey siri create a new note workshop idea da, 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 da. Yeah. that was going day yeah. like hour by hour nearly and uh i think that's that's the micro commitment going back to that is as soon as you make that commitment to yourself and now you're fully devoted to that, everything starts coming to you. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, yeah. And it makes it so much, so much easier. So, so much seamless. And that goes back to why it just felt so natural yeah. for the both of us. 100%. Any, any closing that, words? That's it. All right. That's the, that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you once again to pixel boss, Daniel. Thank you. Pixel boss. Thank you very much. I think I'm going to sign off and we'll, we'll, we'll be here a lot more. Nick Kyrgios, if you're watching. Nick Kyrgios, Vin, Dan, we'll see you soon. Ciao. That's a wrap. Bye.